2: Hello, my name is Rob MacDonald, uh, my author name is RWR MacDonald, and Danny has kindly given me the reins for today's Melbourne Lockdown Authors Podcast. Joining me are fellow authors who've had new releases during uh, lockdown, so we have Ruhi Lee, Tanya Chandler, and Michelle Wright. Welcome, everyone. Hi.
0: Thanks.
2: Hello. Thanks, Rob. Hi. Thanks, Rob. Hi. Hi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Firstly, I'd like to start off acknowledging that I'm recording this podcast from the lands of the Wurundjeri people, and I wish to acknowledge them as traditional owners. I also acknowledge the traditional custodians of various lands on which you are all calling in from today. I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Now, listeners, stay with us because towards the end of this podcast, I'll be telling you how to win a stack load of books. But first, I thought I'd go around the virtual room and share each of the author's bios with you listeners and ask our authors if you could please tell us about your book. So let's start with you, Ruhi. So Ruhi Lee writes on Boon Land. Her articles, poetry and book reviews have been featured in The Guardian, ABC Life, SBS Voices, South Asian Today, Wild Magazine, and The Big Issue, among other publications. In 2019, she was a recipient of the Nelma Sydney Literary Travel Fund, and her manuscript was shortlisted for the Penguin Random House Writer Fellowship. In 2020, she was one of the commission writers for the Multicultural Arts Victoria's Shelter Program. Good Indian Daughter is her first memoir. Ruhi, please tell us about your book.
1: Yeah, thanks, Rob. So, my memoir begins with me pregnant at the age of 27, finding out through an ultrasound that I'm expecting a girl. At first, there's a pang of gender disappointment but it ends up becoming overwhelming and all-consuming for me. Uh, I eventually started asking myself why this is such a big deal to me to be having a daughter, and it's only after a whole lot of therapy, reading books and listening to podcasts on parenting and on feminism that it became clear to me that my fear had nothing at all to do with my daughter's gender and everything to do with what I was conditioned to believe about girls and women growing up and ultimately how I saw myself as a woman in the world, um, I guess which was through a lens of disappointment. Um, So after I confronted the physical, psychological and sexual abuse from my childhood and eventually made peace with having a daughter who I love to bits (laughs) and who's almost four years old now, um, the question was then more about whether or not I wanted to continue having a relationship with my family, whom I love dearly, but um, all of the all of that abuse sort of happened on their watch. Um, and despite everything I just said, the book's a humorous memoir. <laughs> so, um, everyone who's read it um, and told me about it has said that they laughed out loud. So hopefully, Fantastic. yeah, there's a good balance I think between. You know, being able to laugh, but also uh, probably some things that might make readers a bit uncomfortable yeah. as well.
2: Oh, that's excellent! Yeah, I've, I've got a copy here. I can't wait to read it. And I just thank you. I, I always say this, but I just think um, uh, people who write memoir are so courageous and just incredible people. So, congratulations on your book coming out. Um,
1: thank you, Rob. Yes.
2: Uh, We will um, shift across to Tanya, but then we will come back to you, Rudy. Sure. Um, uh, Tanya Chandler is a Melbourne-based writer, writing teacher and editor. Her novels have been published in Australia and internationally, selected for reading programs and shortlisted for awards. All that I remember about Dean Kohler is her third novel. Tanya, can you tell us a bit about your new release?
3: Sure. Thanks, Rob. First of all, let me just congratulate Rui. I've just ordered your book as well. It sounds amazing. All right, mm-hmm. So I'll talk about my book. <laughs> um, all that I remember about Dean Kohler is really about Sydney, who is a woman living with diverse mental health. When Sydney decides to stop taking her medication, she becomes preoccupied with a man from her past, Dean Kohler, her teenage crush. She's drawn more and more into the past, trying to find out what happened to Dean, which is really at the same time about what happened to her. What Sydney discovers is really traumatic, and in the middle of the book, we see her back in psychiatric care. I guess I don't want to give away too much of what follows, but I will say that our hero survives and uncovers the truth that will set her free. So I guess that's a story in a nutshell. Um, Thematically, Dean Kohler is about memory, time, mental illness, perception and perspective. It's a very layered book and I use things like artwork, bonsai, literature and devices such as metaphor to highlight perspective, both literally and figuratively. It's my third novel. It took me five years to write, but I still find it really hard to categorise. I don't know if other people... Um, struggle to categorise their work. You know, is it general fiction? Is it literary fiction? Is it a literary mystery combined with a coming-of-age story? My publisher's calling it psychological drama, but I don't know. I'm still not sure. So I think I'll leave it up to the readers to
2: decide. Fantastic. Thanks, Tanya. And it's that, I don't know about you, but do you find it it also at the beginning when it's a new release and you're starting to warm into how to – Describe it, and Mm. uh, yeah. After a month, you've got it like that. But no,
3: Mm, it's tricky. (laughs) uh,
2: No, it sounds it sounds fantastic, and (laughs) it's on my my pile. Thank you, Rob.
3: I started reading your book last night too, so
2: we're all reading each other's books. Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) That is awesome. Okay, Um, and Michelle Wright. So Michelle Wright is a Melbourne-based author whose short story collection, Fine. Was published in 2016. Her debut novel, Small Acts of Defiance, has just been published by Alan and Unwin. It has also been acquired by HarperCollins US and will be published in the US mid 2022. Congratulations, Michelle. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> hey. Can you tell us a little bit about the. Yeah,
0: so Small Acts of Defiance is the story of a young woman lucy whose mother is french and whose father was australian and she uh, after a family tragedy uh, she and her mother are obliged to leave australia and move to france to live with um their very or lucy's very authoritarian uncle gerard now this happens in 1940 so obviously after the declaration of the first second world war but just before um, the germans actually invade france And so very early on in the novel, the Germans do invade France and Lucy finds herself in occupied Paris. And little by little, um, she gets to understand the history of this country, sees the increasing oppression that's going on um, at the hands of the Nazis, but also the the Vichy regime in in France, and has to kind of make really difficult decisions about how she's going to respond. Um, She befriends a young um, student, Aline, who is Jewish, and so sees, you know, very firsthand um, the increasing persecution of, of the Jewish population of Paris, and um, uses her artistic skills to, to respond as best she can, and has to kind of decide how far she'll go to um, to protect Aline and her family and all the others she sees around her. So it's a, a book that um, wow. I think while I was writing it, I, I lived in Paris for 12 years and um, ha- also was really lucky to have an um, Australia Council for the Arts residency there in 2017. And what I knew from my time in Paris but also that was reinforced during this residency was that uh, there has been a long history of um, anti-Semitism in France uh, that whole period of the Second World War is really, really fraught. Um, there's been a lot of focus on the resistance that happened during the Second World War, and that's what we tend to hear yeah. a lot about, but a lot less acknowledgement of the collaboration yeah. that went on. And so I really wanted to explore that whole spectrum of responses that there was in the French population in a, in a really complex time, you know, in a, in a country that was occupied and actively collaborating with the Germans, and just try and, and reckon with that and, and try and explore that in a kind of a nuanced way.
2: Fantastic. Wow. That sounds really, really um, complex. Was um, Did you get much um, pushback looking into that particular part of, of the French history? Yeah, before? I mean,
0: there are people obviously who are still alive, who lived through that period, and, and certainly the, the children and grandchildren, so um, I was lucky enough the Osco residency was uh, my studio was right next door to the Holocaust Memorial, so I spent a lot of time there and you know had yeah. a lot of first-hand accounts of people who had lived through the Holocaust and had been denounced and deported um, from France. And but also speaking to the, the non Jewish population of France as well, and this is more, more so from my time there when I lived there from 86 to 97, um, there's a real reluctance and a real discomfort in, in acknowledging uh, the role that the, the French people played in, in collaboration. So, there, yeah, there's certainly a lot of pushback. It was only in I think 95 that the French president at the time Chirac actually acknowledged the French state's um, responsibility in de- deporting Jews. It took 50 years after the end of the war for that to happen yeah wow
2: yeah wow so that's small acts of defiance I'm yeah very much looking forward to that one as well um um just with you michelle i might um stay with you to answer our next question which is all of us have had our books uh come out in (laughs) um the latest melbourne lockdown um how has it been for you Uh, For your book coming out, and what has it meant, um, you know, to have your debut come out in in lockdown in terms of events and just expectations? Yeah, look at that. that. I
0: mean, it's it's very (laughs) exciting for it to be out there and to, you know, to see it in bookshops and things like that, although I haven't been able to actually get to any bookshops to see it, but people have been, you know, posting photos and things like that. But, you know, my launch had to be postponed. It was supposed to be on the 2nd of June um, and I'm still still looking to reschedule it, you know, pushing it out further and further. Um, but, look, it's, yeah. it, you know, this, this lockdown... Obviously, the, this is the the latest of several lockdowns in Melbourne, as we all know. And I was lucky in that the big lockdown we had last year was actually when I was doing my structural edits. So, I'm kind of lockdowns haven't been all that difficult for me personally because it really gave me a time to pare back, you right. know, what I was doing, really focus on on what was essential and and you know not be distracted by things and really be able to just immerse myself in in the novel and in that because you know, I had to immerse myself in you know German Nazi occupied Paris, so it was very easy. It was much easier when I was just confined to my home and not being distracted by you know 20th century Melbourne or 21st century Melbourne. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, the, the, it's a shame that the launch has had to be postponed. But I'm I'm happy to just wait till things are safe and and you know have a bit of it won't be a launch as much. It'll just be a bit of a celebration with family and friends.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Oh, well, look, yeah. I um yeah. I, I just wanna I mean what can we say? Like obviously we're all incredibly grateful for our health and we understand why it's happening. I think, you know, we need to let listeners know that that this certainly isn't um but it does, you know, it has impacted what we were hoping for and what we wanted um for our book. Um, Michelle, did you have a did you have a sort of like a launch or a party when Fine came out? Have you had? I that? did. So that was well exactly five years
0: ago now. Actually, so I'm, I'm a bit of a slow <laughs> a slow writer. It takes me five years between books. But yeah, I did have one, and I had you know about hundred people, and it was fantastic because. Um, I had not. I don't. I don't do parties much. The last birthday party I had was my twenty first, and I'm and I'm fifty seven now. <laughs> so that was the only time since my twenty first that I'd managed to get everyone from all different parts of my life, you know, my personal and family yeah, and, and yeah, professional so yeah. life, all together in the same room. So it was wonderful. So that's that's what I'm just hanging out for again. Yeah, whenever it happens.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Absolutely.
2: absolutely. And um, how about you, Tanya? How How's it been for you? This is your third book you
3: It is my third book, yes. Um, ugh, look, it's hard, to, <laughs> it's hard to find the words. You know, writing books takes years and years of hard, painstaking work. And, you know, while you're doing it, there's no guarantee of success or even publication at the end. But then, you know, you make it through all the hurdles of rejections and finding agents and publishers. And you survive the editing process and all these other things, and then you know that your book's finally going to be released. So you know, and you look forward to seeing it on those beautiful new releases tables in yeah. bookshops, and having, yes, like we say, some sort of celebration or book launch, if you're lucky, and all those things. I think you know, it feels like a kind of closure of uh, finally being able to let go. Of your book out into the world, mm. but, it, but with lockdown, we, we can't do that. So my book was meant to be on Wednesdays, being postponed. We have set a new date, but whether or not you know that will happen, who knows?
2: Yeah. And
3: and let's just say, you know, I know that we're all well, and in, in the scale, in the scheme of things, and. Postpone book launch it's just a postponed book launch yeah, not, not a bigger deal really but but my publisher ordered Dean Kohler cupcakes and socks. Yeah. i was so excited gonna be like the highlight of my writing career these cupcakes yeah. and I'll be very <laughs> sad if I don't get to see them <laughs> and my my friend um Eva Clifford who's a an oh, author yeah. as well yeah. as a bookseller she says you know your book has a shorter shelf life than yoghurt <laughs> I can't remember. I'm not sure if that's three weeks or six weeks. So yeah. by the time lockdown's like over, our yeah. books will probably be pushed aside for yeah. for the, the new books, you know. And yeah. it's, I feel that on an emotional kind of heart level, but yeah, but then there's a the logical side and all the uncertainty is really stressful, you know, events yes. being cancelled, travel, like you say, your Sydney yeah. was cancelled, you know, yeah. um, loss of income. And also as a lesser-known author, I'm not going to get a lot of reviews or media attention, so you kind of have this little glimmer of hope that, you know, yeah. um, well, I, I did if we weren't in lockdown, that readers might pick up a book in the bookshop and if they yep. like it, they might tell their friends and their friends will tell their friends. And, Absolutely. You know, word of mouth is really um, powerful for a book's success. And, yes. and And when I mean success, it's not about having a best-selling book or making lots of money that would be nice but i don't think it's yeah. ever going to happen it's for me it's about selling enough books so my publisher might let me write another one
2: <laughs> absolutely and and I also, also i think um, success is your book finding its readers
3: right mm, yes so uh,
2: yeah. but i think you've you've that's that's beautiful the way that you have summed it up because yes from the outside it's like oh it's you know so, you know, that's a shame about your launch. But mm. like you said, there was five years, expectations, all those milestones, yeah. and this is the final sort of – so I guess that's, yeah, something that I don't know uh, non-writers might understand mm-hmm.
3: why yeah. it's such a,
2: such a deal for it's
3: us. It's hard to <laughs> explain, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And also that, you know, there's that um, that party – Kind of atmosphere, and everyone is just wishing you yeah. and, and the book. My you know, cupcakes,
3: my cupcakes.
2: Yeah, I haven't had the cupcakes.
3: <laughs> I'm so excited! They ordered, you know, the the cupcake toppers, or whatever they're called. So they're yeah. going to have the book cover on them. They're
2: so excited. any listeners out there, if you can make Tanya some cupcakes
3: with <laughs> book it, them them, <laughs> the
2: book cover on it,
3: excellent. Even without the book cover on, it would be nice.
2: <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> Thanks, Tanya. And uh, Ruhi, what what did you have planned that um, lockdown's now changed for you?
1: Yeah, um, well, first of all, thank you all for sharing. So honestly, I think I relate to both Tanya and Michelle. Um, Definitely the sadness and the disappointment that Tanya was talking about. Um, But also, like, I, I think for me it wasn't, It was sort of short-lived in terms of my book launch being cancelled and having to uh, reschedule book signings, which I was really looking forward to going and meeting booksellers. Um, But also, you know, um, I think I also relate to Michelle in that last year during the long lockdown, that's when I could really focus on my structural edit and I tend to be a homebody anyway, so I'm I'm pretty comfortable in lockdown, um, even though I have friends and family who... Are like more extroverted and are struggling but I think um, when it came to my uh, launch being cancelled um, a lot of people were reaching out and um, offering their condolences and I, um, I felt pretty buoyant through it and I, it's probably because like I've been in touch with uh, my family in India and it's just so devastating what's happening yeah. over there and of uh, you can't get off the phone with my cousin, like, without feeling, without crying. Um, yeah. So, I'm just, like, extremely aware of um, how much worse they've been affected by COVID. And sure. so, for me, it's like, oh, well, I'll have a, another launch one day. <laughs> yeah. um, so, it's like, it's me. It's conflicted. It's the conflicted yeah. emotions. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. No. Um, and uh, 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 things... Uh, you know, for your family and friends over there, over in India, are they they getting any better now or is it still the same as what we have seen
1: on the news? Yeah, it's still the same at the moment. It's just, it, it, yeah, it's full on.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, very, very sorry to hear that. And, yeah, I I think around the world there's certainly places doing it very, very tough and Mm. here we are in Australia with the privilege of, you know, vaccinations, and it's not, yeah, anyway. I won't go on that rant, but yeah. <laughs> get <It's> vaccinated. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> which, which actually is a nice segue to our shout-out section. Um, so for, for our final section today, I thought we'd, we would go around the virtual room and do some shout-outs for the listeners at home who are wondering how to help out a buddy in Victoria. This hopefully may give you some ideas as well as a way for us uh, here to highlight the amazing kindness that is already happening. Plus, you can win books. So, first out, just a a quick um, couple of uh, shout outs. I mean, obviously, there's uh, Food Bank Victoria and um, uh, the SEEKS Volunteer Australia who do incredible work around. making sure uh, people in need are getting food first and foremost. So please support them. Um, I'm going to do a couple of shout-outs. This is around uh, the literary angle. So Brunswick Bound, who are my local independent bookstore, they have uh, been running a campaign. They've been running it for, for years. It's called Pay It Forward, where you can donate money they make up their own Brunswick-bound vouchers. They put it in a little envelope, and what it means is for those people in the community who can't afford to buy a new book can go use those vouchers, no questions asked, and get themselves any book they want. So that's a fantastic uh, campaign. Um, new South Wales slash Kiwi author Sam Coley just uh, the last couple of days, donated $500 towards that. So if you are living within, I think it might be 10 kilometres now, right, yeah. the, the radius? Or at least, yeah, brilliant. Then <laughs> Yeah, then give Brunswick Bound a call. Um, if you're in this situation, uh, you can get the books and then it's a click and collect. Okay, so also personally, a very special thanks to Agnes Lingani, who donated, uh, who called Brunswick Books and bought five copies of my new release, Nancy Business, to give away. So thank you. That may have made me a little bit weepy when I heard that. Um, uh, On Twitter, Graham Simpson, whose new release written with Anne Burst, uh, Two Steps Onward. also, a Melbourne new release caught up in the lockdown um, has started a fundraiser. Uh, so it's hashtag MelbBooks. So if you go on Twitter, you'll be able to see. But basically, it's for listeners around the world. Um, buy a book from a Melbourne bookstore, obviously online, and if the and you're buying a Melbourne author, so. Any one of us, <laughs> plus you know, um, there's so many Melbourne authors; it's it's fantastic.
3: Rob, is uh, it help? Is it help me books or uh, sorry, help Mel books or Mel books? Yes, Hel- uh, you- help help
2: Mel books. Uh, hashtag yes. H E L P M E L B W O K S. Yeah. So if, if um if listeners if you go on to Twitter and look up Graham. Simpson's, um, you know, uh, a.k.a. Rosie Project, um, his Twitter, uh, he has pinned it at the top, and I've pinned it at the top of my Twitter as well, and it has the details. But for the next week, uh, you buy a book, you um, post the receipt and do the hashtag. And you go into the drawer to win 20 books, 2-0, 20 books, Um, and there's a couple of those. I think they've they've just started the third pack now. Um, So there's that campaign, which also ties into a campaign that all of us, our new release books that we've talked about here is in, and that's with the Hell of Content Bookshop. Now, please support this bookstore. They're in the CBD and they've struggled with lockdown. Um, they're also running the, a prize, um, as I mentioned, with our books. Uh, you buy a book online and you go into the drawer that's running this week, um, finishing uh, for the 12th of June. Ah, uh, the details yes, are. Yeah. Um, so, as well as our books, um, there's Graham and Anne's book and other Melbourne authors whose book came out in lockdown. Um, uh, so Alice Pung, Tony Birch, Sinead Stubbins, and Claire Dunn. And please note, there are other books as well that got caught up in, um, lockdown. So, um, so potentially you could win the Hill of Content pack and one of the 20 book packs if you went into Graham's one as well through one purchase. And finally, from me, from my shout outs, um, if you're not sure what book to buy, Katie at The Leaf Bookshop has wonderful reviews on their YouTube channel. So if you search up YouTube, The Leaf Bookshop, Katie does reviews regularly. She, do, she goes through a stack. Her reviews are fantastic. Uh, check them out and support them as well if you can. So that is my shout-outs. Tanya? Sorry, Tanya? Yeah, I've done the New Zealand uh, pronunciation. Tanya? Tanya? <laughs> Uh, Who or what would you like to shout out? Okay,
3: Um, I've got a little bit of a list. Um, So during COVID nineteen crisis, Asylum Seeker Resource Centre are trying to keep their casual staff employed so they can provide care meals to people seeking asylum in our community who urgently need help. But they've also got meals available for you to order and enjoy at home, which are delicious, foods vegetarian, and every meal you purchase provides a meal to a person seeking asylum. So you can order at meals.asrc.org.au. I would also like to mention Victorian Neighbourhood Houses and Community Centres who are doing such an amazing job at looking after everybody in our communities, especially people experiencing disadvantage, social isolation or loneliness. So big shout-outs to SPAN Community House in Thornbury and Carlton Neighbourhood Learning Centre. Um, buy whiskey and gift vouchers from Buck Mulligans who are going to host my book launch in Northcote. They're another local business that would be good to support, as well as Gravity Float in Northgate. I've got too many Victorian authors I'd like to shout out to and I don't want to really forget for... anybody, but no, no, I wasn't going to because I know I'll forget someone. So go to the, the hashtag HelpMelbBooks and, Um, that Rob mentioned before, and you'll find pretty much all of them there. So, you know, I was really sad at the start of lockdown, but the way authors and the book community have all banded together to help each other has really Mm -hmm. lifted my spirits. It's been amazing. Um, A huge shout-out to Kate Mildenhall for her tireless support of local authors and to her partner in podcasts, Catherine Collette, and The First Time Podcast, buy their books, support their podcast. What else have I got on my list here? Um, oh, some of my favourite bookshops. Neighbourhood Books in Northcote, they're doing free local delivery and free delivery Australia wide for purchases over $60. Fairfield Books are also doing free delivery and click and collect. And Readings in Carlton are doing local call call and collect actually so you can ring them up and I think it's with well again within the 10 kilometer radius you can pick your books up from there and thank you to to you Rob for organizing this episode with Danny for Words and Nerds so you know everybody make sure you get a copy of Nancy Business.
2: Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you Danny. Um, that's great. What a great list. And uh, I'm definitely checking out the Asylum Resource Centre meals program. Yeah, that sounds, fantastic, that delicious. Amazing. Yeah. Mm. Um, right, Michelle. Yes. Now, to I night? won't
0: repeat some of the ones that you guys have already mentioned, but I just want to add about the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre. Another way that you can support them is they do an amazing, an amazing job with food delivery, food packages to asylum seekers who often have no means of, of getting any income during this period. And what really? you can do, they've made it very simple through Coles Online. You can go onto the Coles Online website, and there's a, a list on the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre website of, of suggested foods that they need, and you can put make that purchase through Coles online, and then click um, the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre as the delivery site, and Coles will deliver it free to them uh, during a certain time period. So you don't even need Brilliant. to if you're out if you're not near Footscray, um, you can still donate through um, Coles online to the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre. Um, and the literary bent. Um, my local bookshop is the Eltham Bookshop, and they are just amazing. Mira is um, has, she's been there f- uh, for about twenty five years, I think. In Eltham, she is the literary heart of the community. She has supported Melbourne Victorian authors and especially local authors for for decades. And so, I just want to give a big shout out to her. They have they've been operating takeaway books from a little takeaway window throughout this lockdown and. The all previous lockdowns. Wow. Um, I've got an event there with um, Kate Milton Hall on the 24th of June, which will hopefully <laughs> go ahead. Um, so I just, yeah, if, yep. if anyone wants to, you can call, um, you can uh, click and collect, but also um, she op- operates her little takeaway book window if you're within 10 kilometres of Eltham. Um, and another one is the libraries as well. I mean, all all libraries all over Melbourne, but um, my local library, Yarra Plenty Regional Library, have been amazing during, especially the long lockdown, um, calling, um, individually calling all elderly and isolated um, members, um, doing click and collect, doing deliveries. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to, to libraries as well and the, the amazing work they do. And um, promoting literature but also just being supporting the community and being a real hub for the
2: community absolutely that's brilliant thank you michelle and Ruby.
1: yeah um i third supporting the asylum seeker resource center (laughs) um but i think i might just uh do a quick shout out to um four businesses that uh have been affected by cancellations, event cancellations um, during lockdown um, and who were involved in my book launch coming together. So uh, Studio J Dance Studio in Richmond teach uh, different forms of Indian classical dance, Bollywood dance, and have a really cool Bollywood Dancing for Seniors program uh, and other sorts of uh, Indian dance styles. So uh, they are running online classes, but I'm aware that their business has been... Affected by not being able to run classes during the term. Uh, Melbourne Light Rentals and a day to remember event hire who hire out gorgeous furniture for special events. And lastly, Yo India who have a cafe in St Kilda as well as a food truck. So after the lockdown, if anyone's thinking of uh, having Indian catering at their event, um, to look up Yo India.
2: Awesome. That's right. Thank you, Rhi, and thank you all. Um, what great shout-outs. Uh, listeners, yes, um, get on board the, the shout-out bus. I Also um, a massive shout-out to Danny from Words and Nerds for allowing us um, this platform to, to chat and um, to, to do our yeah. shout-outs as well. Uh, lovely, Danny. Thank you. Thank you, Danny.
3: Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Danny. And you, Rob.
2: <laughs> and so, oh yes, yes, Thank you. And I love the shout out to um, Kate and yeah. uh, Catherine from First Time Podcast. They are such huge, huge Fantastic. supporters. They are, good. they are. Um, so I'm just gonna go around the room. Thank you very much. Ruhi Lee, good Indian daughter, is Thanks, out now uh, Michelle Wright, small acts of defiance, thank you. Thank you. And tanya chandler all that i remember about dean Kohler. make thank sure you pick you, up <laughs> pick up a copy of their books asap um, not because they're new releases and lockdowns but because they sound like absolutely fantastic reads so thank you all and um take care thanks Rob.